Before we start this episode, we have a quick message from our sponsors. If you're studying for the Foreign Service Officer Test like us, we have a great study tool for you. Besides listening to our podcast, we also use FSO Compass. On FSO Compass, you can find practice tests for every section, comprehensive courses that guide you through the entire application process, and you can even connect with other aspiring U.S. diplomats. The resources have really helped us prepare, and we hope they help you too. To access FSO Compass and get 10% off your annual subscription, be sure to use the link in our description box. Good luck! Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of How Did We Not Know That. My name's Jack. And I'm Nat. And today Nat switched her topic on me so I don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I switched my topic last minute but today we're talking about the life of Eva Perón from Argentina. Have you heard of Eva Perón? Is that the girl that the musical was made off of? Anita? No. Avita. Avita. Yeah. Yeah. It is the Ava Peron from Avita. Have you seen the musical? Do you know? No. Obviously, I just know the Don't Cry for Me Argentina song. <laughs> when I tell you, I listened to that song on repeat, like, the whole time I was doing my research. My poor sister, who's living with me now, like, she wanted to strangle me because that's all I've <laughs> been singing, like, the past few days so it's a great song we have some exciting news for our our listeners we have a website at www.hdwnkt.com if you go to our website we have all of our episodes our audio is up on there and we have some really great study guides for you so if you are like us and you're preparing for the foreign service officer test or you just want to study history in more depth more detail um i definitely encourage everyone to go check out our study guides and our notes for every episode um yeah, we have those up. So please check us out. So Eva Perón, her real name, like her original maiden name is Eva Duarte, um, but her nickname was Evita, and she was born on May 7th, 1919 in the small town of Los Todos, Argentina. Uh, her parents were Juan Duarte and Juana Ibarguren. So her parents, Juan and Juana, they're her parents, but they were not married but they did have, they had four children together, but actually her father, Juan, was already married to another woman, and he had another family, so he was not, like, very supportive, um, and he wasn't, he didn't have a large presence in her life, um, so I think her family struggled financially because of that, so she was born into a very poor family, and actually when Eva, when she was six, her father died in a car accident, And so after that, their financial situation got even worse. So they were already very poor, and now they lost another source of income. So a few years after her father's death, Eva and her family moved to Junin, Argentina. And everyone in the family worked in order to survive and, like, put food on the table. So, like, all the children worked, like, odd jobs both day and night, and, like, they like where they boarded people what is that the right word like they rented yeah like airbnb the little space that they had (laughs) yeah basically like they let people stay in their home even though it like was not a large home and yeah they all had like 
lots of hard manual labor jobs. Um, but Ava, her dream was to become an actress. And like it's really cute when she was little, her and her sister Erminda would perform plays together. Um, and so like she always had this dream to be on the stage and she was had a very like theatrical soul. Ava was only 15 years old. She decided to move to Buenos Aires, the capital, in order to like pursue her acting career. So at 15, like she moved by herself and she's like I'm going to make a name for myself um with like no support, you know. And she actually like she was able to find work with a number of different theater companies and in 1937 she actually got her first film role and she also got a contract to perform on the radio because like that was the big form of media at the time um and yeah after that like over the next few years she continued to work in like different theater productions and it's really incredible when she was only 20 years old she created her own entertainment business which was called the company of the theater of the air which i think the like the spanish name sounds a lot better but I only found the English name, but yeah, so basically her yeah, entertainment... Yeah, I wouldn't have gone with that name, but <laughs> wow, yeah. she's like an entrepreneur. Yeah, and like, this is in the 1930s too, so like, like I mean, that's a lot of hard work, and on top of that, she's a woman, a young woman in the 1930s, um, so I just, I can't imagine like how hard that must have been, like she really, she had a lot of uh, determination. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, so her entertainment company, like, produced her, their own radio programs, um, and I think it had, like, pretty good success, and on top of this, like, Ava was very beautiful, um, and, like, lively, and very, like, charismatic, people just really liked her, like, as soon as they met her, and she had a really good reputation, and, she eventually caught the attention of Colonel Juan Peron, and he was known as like the rising star in Argentine politics. Um, so he was like a really big deal in politics. So Juan Peron, he was the like he was kind of a controversial former vice president. Actually, in 1943. A couple of years before he met Eva, he joined a military coup against Argentina's civilian government. And so that coup was successful and they overthrew the president. And after they overthrew the president, he was appointed as secretary of labor. And then he gained more power, more influence in politics. And then in 1944, he became vice president as well as minister of war. And so just like a side note, like Argentinian politics and history involves a lot of military coups. So like That was not the first coup and it definitely will not be the last. So I guess, yeah, military coups are just a lot more common there than I knew. So that was something I did not know before my research. Um, Well, yeah, so basically in October 1945, so Juan Perón is vice president and minister of war, but then he's ousted from his position by another coup. 
So, so he like gained power through a coup, and then another coup is like, actually no, get out of here. Um, so he's imprisoned, and at this point in time, he had already met Ava, and like they had already been, they're already dating, you know, and like so he they're dating while he's vice president, and then he becomes imprisoned, and so like all his supporters who are mostly from working class, um, and then as well as Ava. Like, they persuaded the people holding him in prison. That Like, they persuaded him to be... They, they got him to be released, right? <laughs> so, basically, Ava is very charismatic and persuasive. And so, she's like, oh, let him go. And they were like, okay, cool. <laughs> so, he is released from his prison on October 17th, 1945. And... As soon as he is released, he addresses a crowd of 300,000 people from the balcony of the presidential palace. And he gives this, like, really motiva- motivational, like, really motivating and passionate speech. And he's just like, oh, I'm going to lead the people of Argentina to victory in the next presidential election. Um, he's like, I'm running for president. I'm free. And, like, I'm going to make Argentina a better country. And actually, four days after he is released from prison, he marries Eva Duarte. And so they get married, like, as soon as he's released from prison. And during his campaign for president, Eva helps him a lot. Like, she has always, she has always had, like, a really strong interest in politics. And she has a lot of good ideas and like really strong values and opinions and so during his campaign she like has a really large presence um and during the campaign she like be quickly really quickly becomes the people's favorite because she knows like she came from a really poor family in a small town in Argentina so she knows what it's like to be like a, yeah to be working class like yeah yeah on the bottom right like she understands their struggles and knows how to help and so like this really helps Juan's uh campaign and people are like oh they love Ava so they want to vote for Juan and actually like so she wants to fight for the working class and her nickname for the working class is Los descamisados, which means, like, the shirtless ones. Like, they're so poor, they can't even... They don't even have shirts. And so that's kind of what she calls them. And that becomes, like... Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, really powerful in her campaign. And, yeah, so she helps him on the campaign trail. Yeah, this should really be her campaign. I feel like she's... She could have just ran, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, I think... (laughs) I think without Ava... Maybe Juan would still have won, but, like, he would not have been adored by the people. Like, the people loved Eva so much. Um, And, like, she's just so charismatic. She's just a really good public speaker. She's very moving and, like, inspirational. She's beautiful, and people are, are like, wow, she's, like, worked so hard. They have a lot of respect for her. And so, yeah, so in 1946... Uh, mm-hmm. Peron, he, Juan, he, uh, wins the election and he assumes the role of president of Argentina. I have a question though. 
Because there are a few coup d'etats. Is, was it a democracy before? Like, what's, what's with the coup d'etats? It was a civilian government. So, like, it was not run by the military. But then when Juan, Juan supported, like, the military coup, uh, that overthrew, like, the civilian democratic government and they replaced it with a military government so it's like before it was led by democratically elected people and then they overthrew that president and then it was like the government it was all like military men and they're like we're your president now but then he won election he won an election too so so it's interesting (laughs) yeah it's got layers to that (laughs) yeah 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 um before i get into like Ava, I just want to talk about Juan Perón, his presidency, and his whole, like, political ideology would later be known as, like, Peronism, which is, like, a political ideology, and it became, like, a political party. And so he's, like, the start of this new ideology, right? And so he is was known as, like, a really populist leader. Like, he appealed to the masses by, like, promising you know like he's like oh I'm here for the working people I'm here to fight for you um and so he had a lot of support from the working class um and he just had like he wanted Argentina to be self-sufficient he didn't want the country to have to rely on other countries in the region or like big influential powers like the UK or obviously America and so he's like, oh, you know, like, we got to make Argentina strong. We got to be proud of ourselves, you know. So, yeah, people really like that message. Uh, he made a lot of changes in regards to, like, social benefits, social welf- welfare. Uh, so especially for urban industrial workers in Argentina who had, like, really horrible living conditions and living standards. Um he wanted the he wanted the state of Argentina to take the leading role in the economy uh in order to ensure cooperation between business and labor so like when the state has like a a larger role in the economy that kind of like veers towards communism but i guess like his he uh, he had these virtues, his like virtues and his idea for Argentina would later be known as justicialismo or social justice. Uh, it's also referred to as third position. And so it's a populist system and it's also an authoritarian system, which means that there's not freedom or civil rights, you know, and it's kind of seen as like in between communism mm-hmm. and capitalism. So it's not completely communism. It's not completely capitalist. Somewhere in the middle. Isn't that like every government is like not completely communist, <laughs> not completely capitalist? You got it. It's yeah. Like everyone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's right. That's true. But it's like interesting. I don't know. It's like for me, it's like such a bizarre mix because like okay so for example like he's fighting for the rights of like the working class of argentina so he set he puts argentina on a course of industrialization he wants to like modernize argentina make it like a self-sufficient country and so 
in order to do that, he wants to, like, intervene in the economy and, like, have more, like, control over every aspect of the economy. He, like, nationalizes railroads and other utilities, which means, like, the state, like, Argentina owns it. There's no private companies that own railroads or, like, gas, water, you know, like, the country, Argentina owns it. Um, and that's, like, a communist characteristic. And that, but then, like, he is also, like, an authoritarian leader. And so he puts his political opponents in prison and he restricts freedom of the press. And, like, basically the entire country, the political life is dictated by the military. Like, he is a military man. And so the military, it's, like, very much a military government. And so, like, yeah... Like, some parts of the country are, like, very restricted. And, like, some of them, they just completely eliminated constitutional liberties and civil rights. Like, so, I don't know. Wow, that sounds scary. <laughs> right? So, it's like he wants to help the people. But to uh, but, what extent? What, like, stuff being under the government sounds fine. Like, the industrial wanting that. But, like, I don't know if you need to restrict, like, freedom mm-hmm. of the press to do that but i'm american so i'm biased (laughs) yeah yeah but i mean i think (laughs) i feel like there's a good argument for freedom of the press you know yeah especially in a military government i'd be like okay (laughs) yeah yeah and like well wait till you hear this because then it's like okay you're already like hmm like that doesn't look good and then later in 1949 he arranges a convention in order to write a new constitution for Argentina that would allow his re-election because basically he had reached his term limit and then he's like, oh, let me just, you know what, let me just change the rules. Yeah, see, so that's, like, that's where you oh. have the problems is uh, like that part, right? not stepping down. So yeah, so Juan Peron, you can have like your own opinions about him. Um, he is definitely controversial. Okay, but he, like, inspired this whole ideology of Peronism and, like, this weird mix between, like, communism, capitalism. And actually, like, the Peronist, like, party, it still exists today. Peron is, like, no longer in office. After that, um, there haven't been any, like, Peronist leaders until this year, the current president of Argentina, Alberto Fernandez, he is like a self-declared Peronist. So that's interesting. Um, So that's like, it's been a while, you know, since Juan was in office. Yeah. Question, how long did Juan serve? Because if he, did he successfully extend his term? Uh, It's, it's a bit complicated. So I'll get into it because it's not like linear. It's not linear or consecutive he doesn't serve yeah so i'll get into it in a bit but yeah um so okay so enough about juan we're here to talk about ava because i love her so much um so ava had such a large influence in juan's administration and technically she never held an actual like official government position she was just like the first lady the president's wife But she became the de facto minister of health and labor. That was like her passion was working 
like, she, she, let me see how to phrase this. She thought, she didn't think of, like, for, oh my god, in regards to her fight for the, like, the Los Descaminados, the shirtless ones, she didn't think of it as, like, charity, like, oh, I, like, want to give, you know, I want to help you. It was just, like, she thought of it as, like, they're, she was giving them their rights that they deserved, and she was, like, fighting for justice for them. Like, she was, like, you guys, like, she's not looking down on them. She's, like, I'm one of you, and this is, like, a basic human right that you guys deserve, so let's, like, get that for you. Um, so I think, like, that was really great. And so she gives generous wage increases to unions, and so people get paid more, and before Juan assumed office, um, basically Argentina had this thing called the Sociedad de Beneficencia, which is like the aid society, which is their like welfare program. Um, but it was not great. It was like corrupt and ineffective. It didn't actually benefit lower class people. And so she replaced it with her own Eva Perón Foundation. And this was, like, supported, like, this was funded through, quote-unquote, voluntary union and business contributions. So, like, they were kind of pressured to give money to this foundation. Um, Also, a large portion of the funds came from the National Lottery, which I kind of don't really understand that, but (laughs) that's what I found. Sounds a little sketch. Um, There might be something corrupt going on there. Right? Right, like that's the thing. It's like, hmm, and like, and then other funds, and so like the funding for her foundation does seem a little sketchy, but like the money that it did make was all used to like build thousands of hospitals and schools and orphanages, retirement homes, and so like it, she, she like it was put to good cause. It wasn't like she pocketed it, um, and so like. It was just, like, a huge change in the country. Like, it helped so many people all across the country. Like, young people, old people, you know. But because of this, because she, like, rewrote the entire system, you know, she made a lot of enemies among, like, the traditional elite. You know, she was shaking things up, and the people on top did not like that. So she was loved by the, like, the people of Argentina, but not the like, high society political people, you know, and she was also a huge feminist, which was really big, like, especially at the time, like, this is, like, a really big deal. She's pretty much the reason during Juan's administration, they passed a woman's suffrage law, so before Juan, women couldn't vote at all, and then he assumes office, and then they give women the right to vote, and it was pretty much because of Ava, like, that... It's not like Juan disagreed with it, but, like, Ava was so passionate about it that she's like, okay, we need to get this passed. Like, that was her mission. So then women in Argentina could vote, which is amazing. And in 1949, she, Ava established her own political party, the Peronista Feminist Party. So she's, again, I said it a million times, like, literally, like, everyone in Argentina, except for, like, the elites, like, everyone loves her 
so much and like around the world too around the world like people she's always in the news because like she's so beautiful and like well-dressed and like her story her success story is just like so inspirational and she's just such a moving public speaker and she's like doing so much work in such a short amount of time you know uh, it's like only over the matter like over the course of so few over the course of a few years so much change has been made in Argentina so the whole world is watching her um and so now I get to the sad part <laughs> so in 1950 Eva Perón was diagnosed with cervical cancer and the diagnosis was terminal and so she was told that like she would only have a few years to live I oh my god it's so sad um and in 1951, even though she's literally dying of cancer, she obtains the nomination for vice president um, because Juan is running for re-election. And he's like, I want you to be my VP because she basically is already doing the work. <laughs> she's yeah. like basically helping run the country anyway. So it's like, just freaking make it official. Um, but the army makes her withdraw her candidacy. So again, like the military has a huge influence over Argentine politics, and that's just like a reoccurring theme throughout its history. Um, and so in June 1952, Eva makes her final public appearance at Juan's second inauguration. So he is elected by the people again um, because they really love him and they love Eva. So they're like, please run again. And he is elected, and yeah, his inauguration is, like, the last time you see her. And, like, oh, my gosh, I saw photos. Like, so they're, like, driving through a parade in a car, and they're, like, in a little convertible, and they're, like, standing and waving. And, like, apparently, like, they had to build, like, this cast thing to, like, that she wore under her coat so that she could stand up because she was in such poor health. That, like, she couldn't stand up on her own. And especially in a moving car. And But, like, you really can't tell. She's wearing this, like, beautiful giant fur coat. And she looks amazing. Um, and, like, she's like, looks so happy. She's waving to all the people. Um, and sadly, on July 22nd, 1952, Eva Peron dies of cervical cancer in Buenos Aires. Um, and she was only 33 at the time of her death. So she was... So young. Wow. 33? What? Right? She's so young. What? Yeah, literally, Wait, like, literally 33 so is... so sad. I'm looking like, at oh pictures my God, she right died now, so young. and, like, I think that the illness really aged her because she... I, I was like, oh, like, she seems like she was, like, maybe, like, 50s, 40s, um, but yeah. no, that's... 33 is so young. That's really sad. She's, like, she's so incredibly young when she dies. But, like, also, like, oh, my God, by the time she was 33, she had accomplished so much. Like, she was a successful actress, and she she did that all by herself. Like, she had no, you know, no insides into the, like acting business you know she started her own entertainment company and then she literally is like running the country and like 
she's um creating all these like social welfare programs and like this is all in her like late 20s early 30s yeah no that's actually that's so amazing there's like no internet there's like you have no idea where you're going you just go and like figure it out that's really amazing right and like and you know she she had grown up like she's successful and she's still right back to literally it's so incredible to like think about and she had grown up in such a like poor household in a small town so like obviously her education was a lot different than the other people like beside her in the government you know but she like went above and beyond you know despite her uh lack of quality education you know Mm -hmm. oh yeah 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 so Ava's funeral is actually like so it's fit they give her the same funeral as they would for a head of state so if the president died it's like the same level so that pretty much goes to show you how much how highly people thought of her and like how much influence she had over the country and like people are just devastated all over the world you know and like just shocked obviously because she's so young um but even after her death Ava has such a strong influence over Argentine politics. Actually, her supporters, they tried to have her canonized, which is like... It's like in the Catholic Church to like get become a saint, yeah. Yeah, they want to have her become a saint, but that is unsuccessful. Yeah, also, so the first woman elected as president of Argentina, her name is Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner. Um, she said that, like, she claims that women of her generation, like, owe a huge, great deal of debt to Eva Perón, um, for, like, her example of passion and combativeness, that's the word she used, and, like, she was just like, oh, Eva had such a huge influence over women in Argentina and really set the course for the rest of its history, you know? So, finally... This is the life of Eva Peron. A lot of people probably know her from the hit musical Evita, which was written in 1979 by Tim Rice and Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, it's a great musical. I think it won a Tony, maybe. I'm actually not sure. Um, and then in 1996, Madonna stars as Eva Perón in the film version, and, like, Antonio Banderas is in it, and he plays Che Guevara, so I actually haven't seen the movie. I tried to find it on Netflix, but they don't, like, have it here in Korea, and I didn't want to spend money, so (laughs) I have not seen the movie, but, like, for those of you who have seen the musical and the movie, a lot of it is fictional, like, it's based on her life, but a lot of it is dram- dramatized, dramatized. Yeah. A lot of it is not true. Um, so just, like, a fair warning. Like, you should do, like, separate research. Um, but, yeah, that's basically the story of Eva Perón and her influence on Argen- Argentine politics and government. And, yeah. Yay! Yay! Thank you so much, Nat, for covering her. She sounds very interesting. It also gave us a good look into Argentinian... Argentine? Argentine? Yeah, Argentine. Argentine? Argentine? Yeah, Argentine. How did I not know that? Yeah, I... Argentine politics. (laughs) Um, 
So, yeah, very good. Thanks for that. (laughs) Yay, thanks for listening. And everyone, don't forget to check out our study guides at (laughs) www.hdwnkt.com. Yay. Yay, all right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This has been an episode of How Did We Not Know That? If you liked it, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also follow us on all social media, including YouTube, at How Did We Not Know That? If you thought our podcast was low quality, we know. We thought so, too. Help us improve the podcast by contributing to our Patreon. Thank you for listening, and see you guys next week.